What's going on? Eric, don't do anything stupid here, buddy. I should go. Katie, how could you do this to me? Eric, I'm so sorry. Hey, stop. You listen to me. I saved you from her. She was nothing but dead weight, Eric. She was making you soft. She was not making me soft. She was making you soft. She wasn't making me soft. She was making you soft! She was making me hard. Rock hard. Sometimes when you're writing, you just look for opportunities to create moments that take you out of the scene and just add, add a joke. The jag was we were doing soft, 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 and sort of out of, out of nowhere we go hard. Boom! Black. Episode 171 of the Cult of Matt and Mark Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And make sure to head over to the Facebook at the Cult of Matt and Mark and like us, or head over to our blog at cultfilmreview.blogspot.com, or shoot us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com. So, uh, show news, Mr. Hudson. Any show news this week? This week? Oh, boy. What happened this week? Uh, was there any uh, any particular news this week? Uh, no news, uh, other than the stock market's crashing. Uh, oh, it but, is? You know, well, yeah. I mean, my, I guess my 403B wasn't doing very good anyways. It doesn't seem to make any money no matter if the stock market goes up. It did, but it does lose money when it goes down. Yeah, that's because there's a bunch of Dartmouth Cokeheads churning your, uh, account, uh, into, uh, fee-based, uh, payoffs. I, yeah, you can't so. believe that widespread investment in the stock market turns out to be a racket. Who would have known? What? No, that's expose. Expose. You heard it here news first. Cracking cracking news team here at the Cult of Man Mark. Uh yeah, that's happening. Uh, I got quite a bit of money in my uh 401k, so I'm wondering if I should just panic when it gets to a certain point and just sell it. So I don't know. Just I'm throw it kind just of up in the air. throw it at some uh tech company just go venture capital on it and you, oh, yeah. you know, have like a 98 percent chance of losing it and then uh uh and a, like a half percent chance of becoming like a 100 millionaire that shit is hot yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna set up like some kind of a a mobile dating app for hookups does that sound like a good idea yeah it's a great idea yeah and then and then uh, you um, spend a little time on your opsec though that's all i'm gonna have to say oh okay all right yeah um Right, exactly. Don't want it to hacked and then. So, did you have a did you have an account on um, what was the name of that? Uh, Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison. I didn't really know what Ashley Madison was until I got really annoyed that the site kept popping up when I was uh, accessing certain other sites. If you know what I mean, it's like a really old like uh, dating site. I mean, it seems like I heard about it ten years ago. I was thinking did. Did I make? Did I sign up for that just on some weird whim at some point? Like I was drunk, you know. My email address is going to be there, but then I thought, well, I think you had to pay for it. So oh, no matter how drunk I that. was, I'm not going to be typing my credit card into some stupid site. No. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I just I paid no mind to it. It's like a, a shit ton of other spam sex sites on the internet that no, just says, "I mean, I do you want to get laid tonight?" Well, no, Ashley Madison's not one of those sites. Ashley Madison's sort of like a grinder uh, oh. dating site, but I think it sort of, I think it specializes in older people. I mean, like thirty plus. 
because it was sort of went after like the merry crowd. But I think that it was used broadly by the non twenty somethings for hookups. I know that uh, fuckwit pedophile kid of the Duggar family of the uh, infamous TLC nineteen kids and counting. Oh yeah, ever watch that horror show? I never never uh, wanted to watch that. It sounded frightening. Uh, Rose and I watched it just because um, uh, there's like some kind of a weird psychology at work when it's it's some kind of weird like we don't have the public square to watch witches get burned anymore so we turn on reality tv and watch uh, uh people willingly be shamed in front of a national audience so i don't quite know the psychology but we're victims uh, or or willing participants which either way you look at it mm-hmm. so yeah we watched the show and um the guy was the guy was always kind of had had a had a creepy factor to him, the the older well, kid. Well, the whole clan, the whole clan did. Didn't oh yeah, no, they're total creep shows. Yeah, they're all weird. Like all all the boys look a little inbred and, and half witted, and uh, all the girls just look. Um, man, they they some of them are cute, but they just have this vacant look in their eyes, mm-hmm. like you know where where a soul should be. That's some kind of weird indoctrination. Uh, cult psychology has taken over. Sounds hot and. Uh, well, it depends what you're into. <laughs> Apparently, the oldest boy thought so. That's why he was feeling him up at night. So. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't understand people's outrage. I mean, I mean, I understand people's outrage about the the sibling abuse business. Certainly, that's something that uh, needs to be dealt with. But who cares if he's cheating on his wife? I don't say who cares if anybody's cheating on their partner. People cheating on their partners like crazy. It's incredibly common. People just never admit to it. Uh, well, it's the least of his offense. That's what I thought was funny. I was like, really, well, dude? Well, it's no offense. Every, I mean, it is so incredibly widespread. I mean, if, if it ever, ever came out, how many people have cheated on when they're in supposedly celibate relationships? How many people have cheated in that position? It, I think it'd be probably higher than 50%. I don't know. Probably people you have probably done, huh? the, done the the numbers on it. But it's incredibly common. And the idea that, it's going to be a big shame that you were stepping out for some some strange on the side, which if anything, you'd rather do that than somebody actually falling for somebody on the side. I I, I never quite, I never quite understand that psychology. This is just put this on this big list of shit. I don't get Mark uh, lobbying for the polyandrous amongst us. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about polyamorous, not polyamorous. No, no, polyamorous is about, it's, it's about love. It's about, Having multiple people you're in love with. That's, it, that's not what this is about. You're, you're confusing polyamory with um, with like swinging. So oh. Swinging is not about love. It's about recreational sex. And this is, I think, what this website is about. It's about people hooking up. Sex is only for procreation, ladies and gentlemen. That's kids. right. You've been watching too many Quiverful episodes. <laughs> Anyways, exactly. I, I don't know. You know, it's like, oh, that's the nail in the coffin. Now, you know, finally, I'm not going to watch, you know, you know, whatever the hell the name of that incredible uh, n- number of children that women have had. 19 and counting. 19 and counting. Yeah. That's the thing that finally pushes them over it about that whole weirdo family. Is <laughs> some infidelity. And to be quite honest with you, I saw some, I was reading an article. It's like, there's like 80% of the people in that thing are guys, right? Uh, uh, Ashley Madison. Yeah, not, yeah, not so too it's surprising. Be like, so, like, it's, is that? I saw that Duggar guy. He just looks like a stupid, oh, he's, he's partly hideous. balding 
chubby middle-aged white guy yeah no but he's like 28 that's the sad part well, whatever is, is he pulling down on that side it seems me? like if you were really yeah. gonna do that you probably have to be you know go out and do some jogging and well well rose had been had uh, she's into the gossip columns of course online and she said that he was uh he was uh gunning for some sex toy action which i thought would be really low on on sort of the dude fetish thing like uh i would say i'd put it lower than like uh midget sex well, i'm guessing I, he just wanted some light pegging which is a pretty yes. common thing and just get on the old craigslist or back page or whatever and just you know pay out the money and stop fucking around literally uh, you know, with the, at, that shit i don't know i don't know why <laughs> it's just weird oh that's the, that's his big shame <laughs> i know it's his big shame not not Who him feeling f- up his sister's like if we dismissed like everybody who had infidelity, you'd be dismissing you know half the people you know. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get something uh, down to something a little bit more. Uh, what would be the right wholesome here with our review this week? Uh, this week is the uh, ultimate, the final. Uh, yeah, this is the of, mountain we've climbed to the top and we've reached <laughs> the promised land. That's right. The final film of of uh, Matt and Mark's Summer of Funny here, twenty fifteen. And it's Mark's choice because Mark initiated the whole Summer of Funny. This was uh, the whole point of doing the Summer of Funny, just so I could do this movie without shame. And uh, this this week's film is uh, the 2012 uh, cult comedy, cult duo. These I don't know what these guys. I don't know how these guys got got ahead of steam going, but it's uh, Tim and Eric. uh, It's billion billion dollar movie. And uh, plot rundown here. I actually, I actually tried to find something decent for a plot rundown. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a pretty straightforward plot. Tim and Eric are given a billion dollars to make a, a movie, but squander every dime. And the sinister Schlang Corporation is pissed. Their lives are at stake. The guys skip town in search of a way to pay the money back. When they happen upon a chance to rehabilitate a bankrupt mall full of vagrants, bizarre stores, and a man-eating wolf that stalks the food court. They see dollar signs, a billion of them, featuring cameos from awesome show regulars and some of the biggest names in comedy today. So uh, that's it. And uh, not Johnny Depp, I unfortunately learned it, was a uh, photographic uh, double a gentleman named Ronnie Rodriguez. He's a stuntman. He stunts. He stunt doubles broadly for Johnny Depp in his movies. Yeah, you know, I, I actually had to to kind of scratch my head a little bit in that beginning scene. The thing that gave it away was his voice wasn't the same. Well, they so, also had a Liv Tyler look alike, which they never admit to. Oh, at the beginning, yeah, the the oh. the uh, waitress, and then they also have a Steven Spielberg uh, look alike yeah. later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I know it throws you because they got uh, Chef Goldplume and uh, Taquito mm-hmm. and uh, Will Ferrell, you know, some heavies. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there's well, uh, well, uh, um, the guy who plays uh, Taquito, um, uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, he's a longtime compatriot of those guys. Okay, in fact, right. John C. Riley had his own like one of these little fifteen minute Adult Swim comedy shows that was a oh, really? spinoff of uh, uh, Tim and Eric's. Uh, 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 Good, uh, Tim and Eric's wow. awesome show. Great job. Good, yeah, great job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he had his own, his uh, Doctor Steve Brule, which is actually my favorite character that they've ever come up with. So uh, I, 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 strangely, Mark, 
You, you know how I have to watch films on the side, sort of like the Ashley Madison of cool film watching. You didn't watch this at your desk, desk at uh, work and have everybody join you? <laughs> no, no, no I, I have to, like I said, watch it uh, bits and pieces sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you could probably watch this movie in bits and pieces. I don't think it makes much difference. But no, no, sir. I watched this in full HD in a hotel room from start to finish in one <laughs> sitting. That's awesome! Believe that shit. Well, let's just say yeah, it was a pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty good uh, copy. I know it was good copy, mm-hmm. and uh, from uh, never mind. I mean, you could really see the detail in that artificial penis that Eric had <laughs> sticking out of his yes. pants at one point. So I had an afternoon meeting in uh, in, in in Dayton, Ohio. So I, I I got in late on the flight, and I had kind of like the morning to kill, which is rare. It's rare for me to have really any 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 anything more than three hours to kill mm-hmm. with nothing else to do. And when you're in a hotel room, there's really nothing else to do but uh, you know uh, uh, rub one out. There's mm-hmm. just that's it. There's you know got it. You have nothing. And the hotel nothing. internet is known for being terrible. <laughs> Right. right. What is with hotel internets? But anyway, uh, they, they, they well, they don't have a competing uh, porn station anymore, so I don't know what they expect a dude to do. Well, they don't know? sell porn anywhere. It'd be like, be no. like the easy way to make forty bucks off some older business traveler. Well, they used to. I shit, man. I don't turn the TV on in my hotel rooms anymore. I used to. I don't do it anymore. So uh, I don't know what goes on. You don't want to know what's hot in Dayton? What's going on Thursday night? Dayton Art Center. Uh, I don't. Apparently, there is a Dayton Art Center. Now that you mention it, it's advertised in the airport. So, uh, yeah, no, I I, I watched it uh, sitting. Yeah, it's, it was a little depraved uh, sitting in my hotel room watching uh, in the morning. You didn't have times. one of your workers come by and say, "Hey, man, what's up? Let's do some bonding." Uh, no. Do a no, little no. Uh, chant for your company, sort of a Dobis type thing. Dobis doing business. No. Uh, no, no, I, I, I yeah, it was. I, here's some time. I'm gonna sit down and watch Tim, mm-hmm. Tim and Eric's awesome show. So I watched it, uh, watched it on the old iPad and uh, front to start. I was mm-hmm. like, man, this is a rare occasion. <laughs> Too bad it's wasted on Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you love the movie? Good to see. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, one thing about Dayton, I'd like to mention, mm-hmm. since this is where I watched the Tim and Eric uh, billion dollar movie, Dayton Airport finest bathrooms in the country. Hmm. I, I I don't know what it is about that airport. Plenty of wide stance airport. room. Uh, it has. They have like uh, some kind of artificial aroma going. Oh. Uh, the music choice is good. Like they had kind of like uh, uh, Sirius XM seventies hits playing. Uh, the stalls go all the way to the floor. Uh, it's just immaculate every time I'm in there. It's it's a, it's a it's not busy. I don't know. I I I have been to many airport bathroom. Uh, and uh, that that is strangely the nicest airport bathroom. So if you're ever going through Dayton, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you uh, drop a deuce there. You should the take a out. selfie and throw it up on Facebook. You know, I was thinking of actually putting putting a <laughs> Look selfie. Look at this fucking stall that goes down to the bottom. <laughs> I've been to the I've been to the Midwest. I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. and I, I don't have any real connection to it. My wife's from the Midwest. I just have a lot of business there. I, I've never taken a. There's not a one picture in existence of me in the Midwest, other than maybe a security camera. There's no picture of you at the arch. Going, look at this arch. It goes over this, some greenfield. Why? This fucking arch. Got a fucking <laughs> arch. He at least gone across the river. What the fuck? Yeah. Or they could have put a second one there and painted it gold. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. 
yeah no there's just there's nothing there that uh has uh, provoked me to take a picture of myself in the midwest mm, that's too so. bad i'd like to see it why don't you next time you go out there take a photo <laughs> throw it on the facebook <laughs> So that's how I saw the film, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Tim and Eric is a uh, started out as an Adult Swim uh, bit, right? They still do. They, right? Well, actually, they started. Uh, they did a movie called um, uh, something like Tom Goes to the Mayor was their first show, which was sort of this real okay. simple, basic animated TV show that they voiced, which was actually very good. And then they got then they started doing the awesome show where they actually starred themselves in it. So I must say, I, I haven't been a big follower of Tim and Eric. I, I know they have quite a cult following. Uh, but uh, they are some of the dopiest white guys I've ever seen in yeah. sketch comedy. They, uh, they, 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 <laughs> I, I guess uh, they, they had to find sort of a, a, a weirdness niche. Mm-hmm. You know I what I mean? I think so, yeah. They, are just, really, they, look like, they look like aerospace engineers. They're, well, it's weird. Uh, what's the tall guy with the glasses? Is that uh, that's Eric, Eric Wareheim? Yeah, he actually looks like uh, an old office mate of <laughs> what Mark, but a fat, dopey version of him. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my my grad school office mate. He looks exactly like him, except for a, a fatter, dopier version. Well, then he probably looks like how he looks now. Uh, no, they never no, put on weight. I, no, oh, well, you know, he, he he sleeps about three hours a day. My my friend Mark and uh, oh, he's one of those uh, guys. Well, there's a lot yeah. of those guys in science. Yeah, I, I, I he survives off pure sugar mm-hmm. and and sleeps maybe three or four hours a night, but thin as a rail. I, I, it's like a weird metabolism. Well, yeah, metabolism. You s- keep. You I mean you actually go for twenty one hours a day? You're going to burn a lot of calories. I know. Isn't that crazy? I remember that's when crazy I was, that not sleeping for ten hours like I do no, burns more what, calories than sleep. Well, like I, I went to the doc and they weighed me and I'd lost like nine pounds since March and I've been like eating shit. Yeah, but so you've been either, going like nonstop, man. Well, yeah, I don't. I sleep like I mean, I have how many calories does one poopy diaper change cost? I don't know. The sweat's man. beating up on your head. You know, you got all the trash cans overfilling with baby wipes. The pressure's on, right? All I gotta say is I'm fucking clocked in in this house. So uh, whatever, whatever, uh, how many calories that kind of shit burns? But uh, five hours of broken sleep a night, I think, or uh, interrupted sleep, it, maybe it does. I, I thought all the health reports say that uh, lack of sleep just makes you fat as fuck. But I, I, I kind of dispute. Now you're that. sort of in a stress state. Just think about this: you're burning as many calories in one year as you would in a year and a half. But see, you're also aging a year and a half in that year. Yeah, this is yeah. part of the, the parasitation of children. I'm dying. I'm dying in this, in, in the Sylvia Plath sense and, uh, uh, the literal sense as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's funny that Tim and Eric are just dopey, nondescript white guys. Yeah. And they really this. embrace the dopiness. Oh, they go really too far embracing the dopiness. Really? <laughs> One thing I don't understand, uh, mm-hmm. we'll get into the movie specifics, but uh, when they run, why do they run with their hands out to the side and uh, palms back? Yeah, Is a, that a thing? I, I've never seen it in the uh, in the uh, show. I think it's a 
part of the character they made up for uh, the program. I'm sending you an image of them running here. Okay. I think it, <laughs> when they're, they're I, running, I, 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 I never, I never, I've never, I don't recall seeing that. Yeah, there they go. Anymore. But yeah, yeah. The, the palms back. <laughs> yeah, palms back. Uh, the the <laughs> arms slightly. What would you call that? A kimbo. Oh, just no, just barely. You know what they are? They're in what is called the anatomical position. Right? No, actually, the anatomical <laughs> position. Your hands are around the other way. Actually, oh, they're fa- they're faced forward as yeah, opposed to back forward. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like it kind of like my daughter runs that way when when her hands are wet or something. I, I, they I, look I, like I like they're autistic. And they have to keep their body in a certain configuration to keep the keep keep their to quiet their brain down. Yeah, that's a weird picture with those. It's pretty classic. On. Well, I'll say this, Mister Hudson. Mm-hmm. I I did find this movie really funny. It had its uh, moments. I, I I didn't really want to because uh, I know they're so fucking weird and uh, out there. But there's there's some pretty funny shit in it, and I I'm trying to think of. The element of comedy, sort of the extract of the Tim and Eric comedy, mm. that make them funny, and I think it's kind of their willingness to sort of they they, they dial the knob up to ten, but then they kind of go to eleven a little bit, and and they and you know they're going to eleven, and it's kind of a joke that they're going to eleven, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then they dial it back, you know. The, the and, thing I like about them is uh, they go really stupid. But then they sort of then they shovel in dark on top of it. <laughs> like there's one of the there's a great stupid scene and dark. That's in one a good, of their Tim a... and Eric uh, awesome shows. Where it's a uh, it's part of their uh, uh, Doctor Steve Brule's uh, skit. Actually, it was the Steve Brule show called uh, well, I forgot what it was called. But they produced it and they started it as well with John C. Riley, where he goes to this like perverse. There's actually two really. The, he goes to like this perverse daycare, where <laughs> basically this guy is just like taking kids in and just putting them in an attic. It's really dark, and uh, I mean it's just, it's frightening. And there's another scene where he goes to like a Dr. Steve Brule goes to a gay bar and ends up getting like drugged, high on coke, and he may or may not have gotten anally raped during the episode. Nice. It's really dark. So let's talk, maybe let's just go that route. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, darkness of the Billy Oh, here we go. This is the darkest element of this movie. You are my son. You're better than anyone. You're just like a shiny new toy. You are my boy. (laughs) Oh, man. The the stealing. Yeah, the stealing of the the (laughs) co-opting of the, the toilet. Uh, paper guy's yeah, kid Reggie's the stealing uh, Jeffrey from Reggie <laughs> How, that is so incredibly dark like just the scene where he calls himself uncle and then he calls himself poppy and then he calls Reggie uncle and it's done <laughs> what the fuck was up with that I, and I then he just keeps the boy it. for the rest of the show <laughs> Well, then he sacrifices. Well, yeah, he the sacrifices the, the father and then the son as well. Yeah, the kid, like, he throws him in the air and he explodes with the. Uh, yeah, with throws the him in the air like a, one of those little. What are those things called? Those sh- target like things it. where you shoot with a. Oh, skeet. He's a piece of skeet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That You know, that was really weird because uh, Reggie, 
whoever that actor was, you know, he's the uh, he's he's one of the uh, random store owners in this uh, we, in the Swallow Mall, Swallow Valley Mall. And it's another thing. He's the standard. What these guys do is they love to take weirdos and just give them parts in shows. They is he this, a weird? They, how is he a weirdo? Well, he's not guy? a professional actor. He just has this sort of <laughs> dull, <laughs> vacant stare on his face the whole entire. Sure. Really, he has no other credits than than Tim and Eric. I don't. That's it. I, I don't know. I, I bet he doesn't. Oh, I don't think okay. he was a professional child actor. Oh, you're talking about the kid, not Reggie. I yeah, no, Reggie that. actually was oh. pretty good. Actually, he yeah. was actually very good. I was. Well, I sort of this, fell for him. Well, yeah. Oh, so anyway, uh, he's uh, uh, he's curating, not curating. He's uh, selling a used toilet paper. So it's it's sort of a stupid. I guess it's part of the stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. toilet. He goes and gets toilet paper. He goes to his normal uh, haunts at night, like abandoned uh, porta potties, right? And picks up I, toilet I got, paper and rerolls it. I gotta, I gotta say, yeah. it kind of grossed me out because there's actually a, a true life news story uh, about uh, the Chinese recycling uh, cooking oil out of the sewer. Oh uh, yeah, I think I saw that once. Like they were taking like fat and they just bubbled through the surface of the sewer and yeah. used that to cook the food in. Yeah, and, and, and for whatever reason, the whole used to- toilet paper thing kind of reminded me of that. So it, it grossed me out a little bit more than usual. Mm-hmm. So, and anyway, he has a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Reggie's kid's named, uh, but uh, Jeffrey Tim decides to uh, basically like co-opt him steals as him. his kid. Yeah, steals him. And Reggie uh, is reassigned a new job mm-hmm. to mop. And so, like, his pride and livelihood is stolen from him. Mm-hmm. Yet he goes willingly, you mm-hmm. know, without a fight. It's like a weird emasculation, humiliation of Reggie. That's just it's really totally weird. Un- totally and they just keep it up the whole movie. It's really, it's really it's really creepy. Well, sort of the creepy aspect of Dobis and these guys. They're oh, that's sort of, right. They're so, sort of assholes. So their business uh, venture, uh, they, they do Dobis, Dobis, Dobis is their, uh, they're like <laughs> doing business. They, yeah. Doing business is uh, short for doing business. And, uh, yeah. That's so, such a, I mean, cause there's so many companies that do that. They take two, the two words that describe what they do, and they just... Oh, yeah. They just amalgam. They take one syllable from one and one syllable from another. It's just... I mean, it's pretty standard to just make it fun of that. They love to make fun of business in the business uh, world. Well, that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, they're like these weird sort of uh, third-party mercenaries that come in. You know, what's their deal? Like, their PR... I don't know how PR has anything to do with like managing a mall. Well, they don't. But, they don't uh, know what they're doing. They're just doing a shtick, and Mister uh, um, Weebs is just looking for some punks to dump his mall on. I think there's actually a company called Westfield mm-hmm. uh, that is a mall management company. Uh, now oh. that I think about it, so uh, I believe, yeah, well, the Westfield Group. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure there's a lot of malls that need their shit worked out. Yeah. uh, Uh, Westfield, I'm on their site right now. Transforming the face of retail. Iconic Mm. shopping centers in major cities around the world. Integrating the best in fashion, food, leisure, entertainment, and digital technology Mm -hmm. with the world's leading retail brands. So they're basically, um, they run malls around the world and Mm -hmm. they coordinate the security and and all that kind of stuff. All the leasing of stores, yeah. 
Yeah, so <laughs> so Dobis is 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 more or less a uh, uh, Tim and Eric version of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, they <laughs> they have they have that that hideous middle management schmarm going throughout the whole you mm-hmm. know the whole, the whole interchange free, with the, free uh, pretzels. <laughs> so uh, other points of darkness. Uh, the uh, how about the uh, uh, the abduction of Tim and Eric's uh, mothers and and subsequent torture. Oh, I didn't find I didn't find that quite as funny, but uh, <laughs> it's just the cutting off of the fucking finger. yeah. You cut off that one old lady's finger. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and know, the- I kept thinking about with that scene because they probably had. Um, I mean, they probably had. Uh, Let's see who was who 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 was who was in there playing? Loja was playing Tommy Schlamm. Robert Loja and uh, the other actor uh, Atherton. William Atherton, Atherton was playing yeah. like his deputy, you know. And you, well, where did we see? Well, we saw him in Weird Science. No, not Weird Science, but Real Genius. Not Real too Genius. Long ago. Yeah, in the and, Summer of Funny. Yeah, and they probably had that's right. They probably <laughs> had those two guys for a day, right? True. So, what, could you imagine? Like, they they did they had two scenes. Well, they had three scenes. One in the sh- in the schlang chair, and then one <laughs> in right. the office torturing the old. And then ladies. one uh, shooting, one the shootout. shootout in front of the mall. And that was their whole. They probably they probably knocked that out in a day. Just what it would have been in there with Loja and Atherton just hamming it up. I, well, it, I, I torturing these that... old non professional actresses. <laughs> right. Like that one, the see. one lady who was like more verbose kept looking at the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was was that the stoic one that uh, had the, uh, and that was the one with the darker. Yeah, uh, I I I liked how probably the direct direct the direction of of Loja was somebody just saying, "Do you like Mister Eddie from Lost Highway, but <laughs> crazier and more insane and twenty and, years and older." And twenty years older, because <laughs> that's exactly who that character reminded me of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, strange. You're right. I think a, a nice combination of uh, stupid on eleven, and then just injecting a little darkness. Into yeah, that's it. that 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 scene of the torturing. That's classic. They'll take somebody, a real funny actor, and then they'll put him in with a non-professional. And just the, they, they just, I think they love seeing non-professionals act. Like, how about like all the, all the inserts for understanding your movie? And they had those two creepy old guys, like playing out aspects of the emotions that are happening in. The I movie. was trying to figure that shit out. I, 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 I that I was is almost, that's standard Tim and Eric stuff. They I was love, like, are they, tr- they love like video toaster institutional uh, videos. They, they well, got a thing for those, and they just love. Making little comedy bits that use, you know, that like if you went to work for a company and you had to watch their oh. sexual harassment video, yeah, where, yeah, it would be, look just like that, like non-professional actors or semi-professional actors, shitty special effects and some bad out of the can backroom background music, right? Right. Well, I have to watch. Uh, they call it ethics recommitment at my company because my company had a. Ethical issues back in the day, and mm. so part of uh, part of our uh, mop up operation from a PR perspective is to uh, get all the employees into a room and make them watch uh, reenact- reenactments of, of ethics violations. It's uh, weird that a company that is a, basically a war profiteer uh, has it, don't get violations. specific now. Don't get specific. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Well, there's there's uh, having a corporation teach you ethics is about as. Uh, <laughs> it's like having a mass murderer. <laughs> well, it's really teach having about, a teach you about the golden rule. Well, it's literally having a psychopath telling you how to be more human and responsible. I mean, it's it's bizarre. It, it the whole setup is bizarre. But uh, you know, and and the other thing is is it's not the reason that this the company gets in trouble. It's because you have VPs who who are 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 fucking shit up at the top end. It's not the one guy who goes out and fights a cheaper bolt to stick on a on a piece of machinery. Uh, that happens to be flawed. It's not. That's not supposed to ruin it. Matt, you, you don't know, sound so. like a team player to me. Uh, well, you know, time to rank and yank me, as I say. <laughs> rank and yank. That sounds Anyways. pretty. That sounds pretty hot. Uh, that's uh, what, uh, <laughs> what Amazon dot com does. There's a big New York Times. Uh, expose. Oh, I love that post where you put up that Onion article about uh, <laughs> making, uh, that. Making, that that is so funny. Jeff Bezos making HR work a hundred hours a week to rectify the. Uh, the problem there. Yeah. Oh, Bezos. Oh, that guy. He's um, a dude. Let's see. What were we talking about? Uh, uh, we were talking about the, the, the little uh, corporate oh, Understanding your movies. But yeah, they <laughs> love non-professional actors. They, they, got, they got a whole crew of these weirdos. That they so th- those shows. two guys. Yeah, they've been those, in the. I think they've been in the TV show. Well, yeah, I, I was trying to click on a video just to get oriented with the whole Tim and Eric experience prior mm-hmm. to the podcast here, and yeah, there was there there was the the weird sort of uh, Crispin Glover mop head looking dude and. <laughs> Just doing the weird shit, and and mm-hmm. I was like, are they transgendered? What's the deal with these weirdos? I, I don't know. I think those are guys who are they homeless? The, I mean, no, what I the think they maybe guys that have been in the fringe of the acting community and had a little right. work done on their faces. Yeah, a but little have gotten older. Right, right. Yeah, it, they're very bizarre. They they look yeah. like nursing home patients and in, in sort of the the Jerry Psych unit. I don't know. I mean, that they were older. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a thing they Tim and Eric like age and playing with age. I mean, just look at the love interest in this. Movie. Oh yeah, she's kind of this middle aged. She's like fifty something. Uh, yeah, she's an actress. Has done a fair amount of work. Her name is. Um, she's got a weird name. Uh, what is her first name? Slowing it down, Mister Hudson. <laughs> Slowing it down. Uh, boo, boy, I can't remember her name. Um, All right, never mind. Oh, Twink Kaplan. Twink? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's as, in, as, in, as in the homosexual stereotype twink? Yeah, as in the hairless young strapping okay. man sense. Wow, how uh, ironic. Uh, yeah, she's been in quite a few movies. But yeah, she plays sort of the lower, the, the older love interest. Yeah, no, I, I that's... Thought was, what, I thought it was pretty interesting. Well, uh, uh, you were you you had steeled me. For the uh, graphic sex scene, which I didn't find that graphic, other than than uh, Eric, said Eric or Tim, in a, a weird g-string getting uh, boned w- with a strap on. <laughs> I, th- I like the pic where he's making out with that uh, gay sex doll with the fake uh, goatee. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. know the thing about that is they also uh, they also uh, cut it with uh, this. My boys only eat the finest, softest meat. Oh, the shrimp. Man. The shrimp center. The sh- the, what is it? The shrimming? What do they the call that? The shrimp center. Health center. So, so basically, yeah, that it's it's a montage of uh, the weird, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Tim sex scene with mm-hmm. the with the dildos or whatever. It was the, I couldn't yeah. quite figure out what was going on. 
Um, and then there's uh, Eric in a bathtub with little boys shitting on him. Ray Weiss doing like And Ray something. Weiss being all maniac- maniacal mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. Leland Palmerish, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And I was <laughs> I was like I kind of kind of figured out what's going on. There's like these four boys standing around. I was like, oh, they're probably just going to shit on him. And then they went and started shitting on him. <laughs> and then they did. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was like, I was like, I think it was, that's fucking weird, man. Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite part of the movie. I do like the fight scene afterwards, though. I do like how uh, Eric shows up and he's just into this shit stained t shirt. <laughs> when he wanders just, out in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> They just kind of leave him in that that uh, state, you know, mm-hmm. for that. So uh, anyway, but uh, uh, yeah, I, it, 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 the bits were funny. Some of the bits were funny, I, I, bordering on weird. But uh, I think I think it's not for general audiences. I think no, the whole no, Tim and Eric experience. Bit, it's a little bit of a special thing. I do like how they started the movie out with Chef Goldblum. And remember. If you're not sitting in a schlang super seat, you're just not sitting down. So the the name. So what did you what did you think when you when the movie started? And they started like they started with the super. I mean, there's like a five bit super seat. I thought that was a pretty strong start. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it it set the tone of the movie. And then they went and then they went right into the five minute uh, Diamond Jim Diamond Jim Billion Dollar. Yeah, yeah. The the movie. Bonjour, the movie. Bonjour. I lived in I've lived in Paris for a long time. Bonjour. <laughs> yeah. And he's walking around in a diamond suit. That mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, well, I was trying to get oriented watching Tim and Eric, so I was just kind of soaking it all in. The, the, I think that the whole Chef Goldblum schlang chair <laughs> sort of kind of got me oriented. I was like, uh-huh. okay, I'm in for some weird. I mean, there's some overtop yeah. weird. Well, you know, the you one know. thing I thought was sort of interesting is this: the opening to the how the setup to this movie is very similar to the setup for Strange Brew. Oh yeah, shitty both movie. movies basically start the same way. Run and hide. A movie that these two guys were supposed to make, and then the rest <laughs> of the movie is dealing with the fallout of that. <laughs> wow, I didn't know it was. Isn't a, that a, interesting? A, a tired, tr- tired trope of I was uh, looking for comedy. some sort of uh, Hamlet thing going on with the rest of the movie <laughs> no. but I didn't find it it was too bad if they would have made this whole movie an homage to Strange Brew <laughs> well it would have been a better one I guess it would have <laughs> been a better version of it <laughs> by a stretch uh, yeah but I, I did like it you know I just well, like I like how they made fun of like you know all those splash screens that happened before movies I fucking hate those things like all the different production companies, so there's like, there's like, oh, yeah. there's like, it's like three levels deep of production companies, and they well, had the, like all the schlang, schlang twenty one, and schlang. The grouping. name, I guess, the name is schlang is funny because it reminds you of schwang or schlong. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a a, a, a dick reference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So three it, A's. Yeah, <laughs> and it's fun to say because uh-huh. it's like schlang. you're saying. It's like you're saying schlong and wang at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's 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 very juvenile, the name. <laughs> like uber juvenile. Like eighth grade, you know, juvenile. Maybe even prepubescent. You know, I mean, the, yeah, they don't they don't mind going there. You know, we talk about juvenility in this movie. Let's talk about that just for a second because I wanted, I wanted to talk to you about it. Here's a little, uh, I don't know, one of the more innocent 
of these uh, aspects of the film. I can't wait to meet you and make love to you and go deep inside you and show you my mushroom tip. So what about all the sex stuff? You know, that's that's something that doesn't exist in the... I mean, they talk about sex a little bit. Like, there's this... uh, Tim and Eric play this... uh, There's a character they play. It's like a news... A couple that do, like, the local news channel. And uh, Tim uh, plays the woman and Eric plays the man. And uh, and then uh, Steve Brule plays like another member of the news team. And Steve Brule also always has the hots for the woman. And she's very mannish. And they're always sort of playing around with that sort of love triangle sexual dynamic. But oh, I guess like on they TV, do in this film. I guess on the TV, it's a little, I mean, it's a little more coy. Uh, even yeah. though it's on Adult Swim. But this movie's so over the top about that. I mean, they talk about Katie's wet hole <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's like... I, I don't know how I really felt about some of that stuff. It seemed like it was almost too much for me. Too much for how, Mark. How did, how did you Tim feel and Eric, about too much for Mark. It was just, I don't know, it was just... Well, it's it's non-titillating. <sighs> it's it's not, it's, 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 it's gross. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's, it's just such uh, a weird... I don't know what it is, but it just didn't seem... It seems, uh, it it seem... seems like prepubescent sexuality. Yeah, it seems like me, you know, you're like 13 years old or 12 years old and you're joking around with your friends about penises and stuff, you know, sort of really stupid jokes. And um, I mean, I guess that's an aspect of them, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really feel great. I didn't find that stuff that particularly funny. Uh, Well, it's just so when he's like masturbating and then he has like, I would guess, ejaculate all over his hands. Oh, when he uh, when he, he he beats off in the hotel bed uh-huh, uh-huh. together, and he's like looking at Katie on on what <laughs> on looked like a like pilot, me, like fucking palm pilot. It was from one of the color color palm pilots from like <laughs> from like ninety six. Yeah, this movie was like twenty twelve. I was like, this movie's not that old. <laughs> I know. The fuck is he doing with they're, a palm they're pilot? They're just fucking around. <laughs> See, that's pretty funny. Let's let's use a really old smartphone. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm with you. I guess. Uh, well, and 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 just sort of the the uh, Katie being older kind mm-hmm. of nuked your your uh, titillation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they did that on purpose. <sighs> yeah, I mean, maybe to a sense. I don't know. I I, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I thought she was pretty cute. Well, yeah, you know, teach her own, but uh, uh, it was odd and odd. Choice. She was a nice lady. I don't know. I didn't. It just seemed a little abusive, slightly. Right. All right, let's talk about the other characters. So, uh, Taquito. <laughs> yeah, I love I love Taquito's introduction to the mall. Here's a little bit of that. Uh, and that's Dan's tiny baby outlet. He's only open two days a week. And this here is Drimble's yogurt. Some folks say it's haunted by the yogurt man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, John C. Riley. He's well, just one of the funniest fuckers. In, uh, in working in acting, he does everything. He does deep, heavy, uh, uh, you know, drama, and then he's just over the top comedy. I didn't. You guy, know, he had I, don't, a, I don't think anybody has as much range as John C. Riley. Well, he had that. I didn't see the comedy, but it was like Walk Hard. Mm-hmm. That, was, that Dewey Cox story. I haven't seen it. It's too bad because I really love seem, Riley. But yeah. I think I've heard that that is a really great film, a good piece see, of really good piece of comedy. See, my parents loved it, 
which mm-hmm. makes it suspect automatically. But well, the, uh, your parents loved our movie last week, Up in Smoke, and that was an awesome movie. I, well, I know. So see, it's it's a it's a double edged sword. You know, I, I have to I have to pick and choose. Like usually, the comedies they're, they're fairly solid on. Well, you should but, uh, you should send them over your copy of Tim and Eric's uh, Billion Dollar Movie yes. and see what they think. Watch this shit. You're gonna love it. No, <laughs> my, no, my mom. Uh, I'm gonna email hates, it to your mom right now. You know, she's when on my Google, mom, right? When my mom hates a film, uh-huh. you know what she says? She says it was really weird. That's what she. <laughs> that's what she says when she thinks the movie sucks. Uh, I, I think we have to maybe watch the Dewey Cox story sometime. I think that I heard good. it's good. I did hear uh, it's like was it Walkhard the Dewey Cox story mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard it's good. So John C. Riley is, uh, yeah, he's uh, well, even his Boogie Nights performance, he was pretty comedic. That whole uh, fuck, I forget what his name was in there. Uh, but you remember him dirt- in the Gangs of New York, um, oh, Magnolia. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's a great and Boogie Nights. His character wasn't that silly in Boogie Nights. Yeah, there were some scenes that I thought was funny, especially when he was trying to get the uh, recording tape back from the studio. Yeah, and he was I mean, trying to make that argument. Yeah, the whole recording stuff. Oh, and, and the then door, he does the belly the flop when he meets yeah. Dirk Dickler and all that. Yeah. I, there's just a ton of funny. He's, he's a funny. Well, that's dude. a great movie. We still have to do that one. Right. Yeah, he's funny, but he also has a great. So, you know, it's actually sort of an interesting in. Uh, He's in Magnolia, right? And isn't Amy Mann in Magnolia, too? She just sings that song. In Magnolia. But she sings a song in this movie, Wild Horses. Really? Yeah. And it was actually written by Tim Heidecker. And sung and performed by Amy Mann. It's that song. Wait, Wild Horses have, isn't a isn't a isn't a, that song's been around no, it's forever. Called like, it's called like Two Horses or something. Oh, Two Horses. Okay, yeah. it's actually wow. a pretty good song. I was like, wow, it's Amy Mann. It's actually really nicely orchestrated. And that's a movie. That's a song specifically for this movie by Amy Mann. Do, do you want Tim. me to ruin Amy Mann's uh, reputation for you, Mister Hudson? You don't. You have a problem. I'm with, just going to taint there, Amy Mann for you right Amy now. Mann? Take my big, uh, oh God. my big brush, and I'm just going to taint her. Oh, just, don't don't tell me her. she likes homeopathy. She, oh, no, 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 well, no, I'm talking musically tainted. I'm, mm. I'm talking like her her uh, core competence here. So, All right, well, uh, she uh, sang on the uh, on the weakest Rush album ever, uh, "Hold Your Fire," 1988. It's okay. I, I don't like I don't like Rush. This See, I tainted her. Is she ruined now? Oh. You want to listen to her again? No, I'm just saying that, yeah, it was rushed, so it was weak by default. <laughs> so brutal. Man, 40 years, 40 years selling out, selling out fucking arenas. Put that in your, put that in your hipster pipe and smoke it, Mr. Hudson. Look, look how many people like country music. Yeah, well, I can't, I, I, I got nothing there. <laughs> All right, so I like Taquito and his Taquiter. I don't know why. Why was he feverish? What the fuck he was just was sickly. Up? He was not okay. meant to live long. <laughs> okay. And he was eating all those old taquitos. <laughs> now, uh, my wife, uh, like for a, for for like a, a real uh, low rent, quick and easy meal, she'll she'll put in the taquitos in the oven rack. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm kind of grossed out by him. Yeah, yeah just think so. every time you. Put one up and think of Taquito sort of munching on a spoiled one. Well, what the, you know, the thing about Mexican food is is really it's like the, the same five ingredients 
cooked and wrapped in different fashions and you, you get this sort of impression that they have this really varied cuisine <laughs> it's just like it's just like five well tex-mex specifically has like five different ingredients cooked well you know. is a taquito even a traditional mexican it's like, dish it's like a deep fat fried quesadilla rolled up right yeah. i mean that's yeah. all and it is i never taquitos are not the strongest on the menu item on the menu the taquitos are like the uh they're sort of like basically frozen corn dogs kind of in quality yeah right yeah, like yeah you can have yeah. a great corn dog which is like a really nice piece of meat and I hand dipped and hand dog. fried oh yeah or you can get like a cheapo put it in the microwave oily corn dog with a low-grade hot dog in the middle yeah no i'm yeah. with you a little rubbery um, yeah, uh, let's see. You know, actually, I bought some frozen corn dogs. They're like chicken corn dogs or something, or turkey corn no. dogs from Trader Joe's the other day. They're pretty good. Uh, I, I do love a good corn dog. Let's see here. Uh, well, you know, if it's going to be cheap, I think I'd rather have it not be, you know, like pig lips. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, here's another character, a little uh, one of the various, I don't know, you can't really call them cameos, but they're pretty sm- small roles. Well, we didn't know that, so. Well, now you do, you shit! <laughs> Bishop, Will, Will Forte is fucking funny, man. He's yeah, kind well, of a sleep, you know, he's kind of a sleeper sleeper uh, uh, graduate of SNL. I mean, you know, that is, that's why I would. You know, I did throw the idea of doing uh, McGruber up there. He's got some moments like that. In did that you movie. see Nebraska? No, I never did see Nebraska. Well, was he wasn't playing a comedic role, but I mean, he he had a subtlety about him that. That uh, I, I, he he has some range. That guy, strangely, and I haven't seen uh, Last Man on Earth. Oh, and I too, always but... meant to watch that. I mean, maybe I'll catch it on like uh, Amazon Prime or Netflix or something. Ah, uh, but <laughs> that sword salesman guy. <laughs> I, I just love easy the, swords. Uh, just the, the 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 use of of harsh expletive for no reason whatsoever. For whatever reason, that tickles me. It, it, it's just, <laughs> he was so angry. I love yeah, he, he a found fucking... a little a little nick for his business where he gets paid not to sell swords. It's like paying farmers not to grow wheat. Right, right. And there are up. stores like that in the mall. I don't know if you've ever remembered them. They're like these cutlery shops. Like well, they cutlery used to sell like tobacco. pipes and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Kind of People like knives. You know, actually, I bought a couple of knives as gifts this Christmas. They're, I mean, they're pretty. Well, I I didn't get one. What the fuck happened? I didn't get you a Christmas. There's the gift. love. It's they were the just love. they were like for a family members. Oh, all right. Now I, I know how it is. Now I know how it is. <laughs> there, I I I I get involved in a couple of, like gift exchanges, oh, and that's okay. the only thing I buy. And for like Jean, that's all. That's any. I only buy gifts to those people. I don't even buy <laughs> gifts for my nieces. I'm a fucker. Oh, that's right. You got nieces. Yeah. You gotta you gotta buy for. I don't uh, buy for them. You, you they give got, them. They knives. got so much. I might consider it. They got so much shit though. They don't need anything from me. <laughs> you should you should see my house now, man. It's one of those houses. It's uh it's been barfed on into uh primary technicolor. There's just shit everywhere. I was like, how did that get here? What you the should fuck come is to, that? You should go to my, my older brother's house. They got a huge place. And there's like a like two huge rooms, like a sitting room and a dining room. Just like there's like a big pink castle. And then uh, it's, it's amazing. I'm trying to put the. Uh, we have a smaller house, so I'm, I'm trying to like put the kibosh on on the uh, <laughs> you know the invasion. 
I, I, like I was at Ikea. Could you today. just push your desk into the corner of the garage a little further? Yeah, right. Put it out by the dumpster. <laughs> Take my fucking swing line. What you br- put me. it down to the crawl space? Let's <laughs> dig it out. I'm down there digging out like a little pit, so I can uh, be down there with the fucking rats and <laughs> some taquitos. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was at the IKEA today. Oh man, that was a battle. We we made it uh, with a two year old and a newborn. It was quite the experience via minivan on a Saturday afternoon. Yo, Put that what, in your pipe and you, smoke it. But what are you buying there? What do you mean? Oh uh, well, we 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 got a new kitchen table. Oh, Nothing okay. Really well, I guess you, could, you know you might be a, like a nook or something would probably fit in there real nice. I anyway, we went through the kitty section and there was just shit in there. Like there was like what you mentioned, like a gigantic pink like circus tent with a fucking like hamster tube, you know, toddler sized hamster tube coming off of it. Uh, I was like, wh- wh- who has room for this look, you shit? Just, who- look, it saves you money on diapers. You just change the bedding out every week. <laughs> you just rehay it. I just it was the the volume in the room that this shit was taken up. I, you know, maybe maybe if you're in like three thousand square feet plus, mm-hmm. it, it it all you don't think about it that much. But, yeah, I uh, mean, a lot of newer houses, especially you know, as people, uh, you know, uh, I think if you had that room, it'd be enough. But I don't know how you're supposed to do it in a more reasonably sized house. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, Rose was like, like, oh, what about this? And it's, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't. I mean, my house would be overcome. It would, it would, uh, you know, uh, it, it'd be like some kind of weird blob invasion of, 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 of toddlerdom would have descended upon the house. I, I got to maintain some uh, adultness about mm-hmm. my, my home, even if it's a small corner. You know what I mean? So, um. <clears throat> you know, one thing I wanted to mention I liked about the movie was the breadables idea for a restaurant. That's a really good idea. Uh, wow, breadables! That's where that's where the that's where uh, Eric and uh, uh, Jackie go on their date. Oh, and Katie right. Go on their date where everything's made of bread, including the napkins. Oh, that's right. That's why he's eating all that shit. That's mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, I before don't know, he gets I must have been spacing poisoned out and goes to the the, the <laughs> shroom center. Shroom Center. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty Any other idea. characters? I don't think there really was any. There was the Will Ferrell bit, which was funny. Yeah, because Will, Will Ferrell's Ferrell, funny. Yeah. You got the feeling uh, it was shot in the day. Uh, I, you know, I just like the relationship of Tim and Eric. And uh, like, I love this sort of language they use. Here, here's a clip. You know, I've been meaning to tell you this all night, but I love you, man. And I love our friendship. Well, thank you. I honor you, and I honor our friendship, and I honor our love. <laughs> That's like <laughs> stuff you see on a reality show where people just slinging the bullshit. And then I like their transformation scene. I really enjoy that scene. Oh, where the, they, the where carrying, they, uh, cutting you know, of hair. And, yeah, the uh, cutting of hair and the washing each other in the tub. <laughs> yeah. And then calling up the professional attire business and trying on their new outfits for the delivery guy. That that was That was... <laughs> <laughs> that blew me away because I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, the the well, it, the and you get was, the, is, the delivery guy gets uncomfortable after a while. The uh, being a Tim and Eric initiate uh, as I was, that's, uh, you see them in their Hollywood attire like uh-huh. first, uh-huh. and I, I couldn't. I was like, <clears throat> and it was so surreal. <laughs> I I I, 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 I couldn't remember what they looked like out of out of that outfit. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you know, Eric I, with that snake skin, like a uh, wife beater. 
Oh, yeah, and the, uh, the 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 god awful goatee. And they they both have like uh, uh, what do you call it? Teased out eighties hair, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and horrible fake tans <laughs> and fake teeth. <laughs> I just what am I? I kind of I was sort of a lamenting their 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 reversion. I I, I like the over the top silliness of their Hollywood look. Uh, it was so ridiculous. I do love that transformation. So malls. I wanted to talk malls. Oh yeah, God, yeah. We got all. We're all the way to fifty-five minutes, and we're just talking about malls. Well, yeah, you know, that's another thing I like about the movie <laughs> is that there's nothing quite as quintessential American consumerist bullshit than malls. But malls have, have literally gone the way of Swallow Valley. I mean, they're a lot of them are dog shit now. And, I don't uh, know. I mean, there's like malls all over the place. All the malls that. I've been here are still here and still doing plenty of business. Rose, uh, for whatever reason, met, met a friend, uh, at the Everett mall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Everett mall is kind of, uh, a few years away from swallow Valley. That's you've, you've, you've not, I, I, like I haven't been there for quite a while, but, uh, you know, I worked at the mall. No, I, I remember, yeah, but I, that was, that was the days of yore. I mean, that was like the, the early, 90s. So if you, what do you mean? You mean if we if I go to the Everett Mall tomorrow, which I very well could, if you I need some, if I need a sword or uh, some yogurt, vape. need some, vape or I need, I need some. Vape there's juice. five. There's five vape stores I've heard in the Everett Mall. You can. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You maybe you think it's just got low rent. There's a lot of closed stores. I, I well, I don't. I haven't been there, but the way she described it, it was just uh, like non-chain stores have sort of carved out. Weird little niches in 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 the Everett Mall, like to the point that that teenagers don't want to hang out there anymore. Hmm. Whatever, whatever so it's just the retirees power walking. I don't even think it's that. I think hmm. the vape stores put them out, put them off. You know, it's a bunch of Heshers walking around, and the whole vape thing. I must <laughs> say, is, is vape things is, are just uh, cigarette smokers. What are you talking about, Heshers? Well, I know, but it's really weird. Like I uh, listened to a Smodcast, and uh, Jay Muse was pitching some vape uh, outfit. You know, oh yeah, I mean that's that's sort of like that'd be a, that's that sounds like an advertiser that would work with that. Yeah, I, I just it seems like a weird clientele for the vape action. I, I don't quite understand it. And uh, what do you uh, mean? It's people who don't want to smoke cigarettes but are still addicted to nicotine. Okay, I mean right. I, I guess I don't quite understand. It seems what... seedier. It seems seedier than just people <laughs> well, buying cigarettes. Vaping <laughs> seems worse. You. you... I don't think. No. I, mean, I, I think vaping's tons better. It doesn't smell bad. It doesn't. It doesn't irritate. I've never had anybody vaping around me. Like with people smoking cigarettes, that can irritate your throat. And this is coming from the guy who smoked for quite a while. Yeah, but vaping, I, I never found it irritating. Off any 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 way. Maybe sometimes you get the smell of cherry or whatever vape juice they got going on, and that's as much as you get. I just find it weird that. That Everett Mall has gone low rent and it's been uh, infiltrated by vape stores. I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Vape shops are sort of like, um, like smoke like, shops. Like, yeah, like, they're, mean, like they're, there's no big company. Like like uh, uh, Macy's doesn't have their Trump line of vape juices, right? Yeah, it just seems like one of these places that. That obviously is uh, catering to the the, the pothead set. I, I, now that, that I own, I don't understand why you think people who vape are potheads. Well, it seems like some of the they're they're not selling might, they're not might. selling marijuana vaporizers. They're well, selling vape pens for smoking. I don't think you can buy like 
THC extractions to no, put I, in those No, I think things. you're right. But for whatever reason, I just conflate vaping with potheads. I, well, I, I think maybe why. you conflate it. I don't think I don't know, this is probably accurate with lower socioeconomic. Classes, you're exactly right there, which sir, are more likely a, to vape and I'm to a use marijuana. Fucking urban snob. That's yeah, no, why. I think I think you're right. Like yeah, if you saw some kids right. vaping at that park near your house, you yeah, you call like, up you, you call up the cops and go, we got to do something right. about these See, vape can you, kids. Can you just shoot them? I know you guys do that now. You I'm going to get. <laughs> I'm. They're really disturbing me because they're putting me at absolutely no health risk That's whatsoever right. and not disturbing the peace in any way, shape, or form. I'm just annoyed. We absolutely have to stop this. I don't like those clouds of steam that I see momentarily coming I, out of their mouth. I, and while you're at it, can you chop down a tree or two so I can get a better view of the sound? I, that's <laughs> just do whatever you got to do. No, to just go out experience. there and just you know do the standard thing where you strip the bark off in a circle at night. <laughs> Classy. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Malls have. Uh, I think they they, they 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 don't seem to be. I mean, there's the real high end places like uh, the Gallerias and places like that. That oh, uh, I went down to like uh, the. Uh, oh, I went down to the fucking. Um, uh, University Village. Jeez. Oh, yeah, there of, you go. There you go. Oh, nothing but a bunch of fucking stupid yeah. women with no jobs riding around in Lexuses shopping for bullshit nobody needs. It's just There's those kind what of a, What a fucking den of consumerism that place is. Oh, you got the Pottery Barn and you got the- Oh, uh, all this know, shit that, you know, who would buy kids? this shit? Oh, and then you got the the most uh, my one of my most hated furniture stores is uh, Restoration Hardware. Oh, fucking Restoration <laughs> Hardware! <coughs> I, I was in there and they had some shitty. Well, it was supposed to look shitty. Gym clock, like you know the gym clocks used to have with the cage around it for whatever fucking reason that they used to put up in 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 like the basketball gyms. What about and those? it looked weathered and 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 you know uh, tattered or whatever. They did some aging to it. It's like two hundred bucks. I was like, really? Of $200 for some beat-up fucking gym clock-looking timepiece that wouldn't really go in your house anywhere other unless you're a complete asshole? I, it, 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 I hate that fucking store. I hate Restoration Hardware. I don't I, uh, it's it, it's And, and they, they try to market it as, like, the, for the tasteful consumer. Like, I don't have time to be into sort of interior decorations, so I just let Restoration Hardware overcharge Look, me for all their stupid, ugly that's, bullshit. That's what I hired Jim Joe Kelly to do around here. Jim Joe? He, take, oh, we forgot he to takes care of that Zach. stuff for me. Forgot to talk about Zach, man. Zach Galifianakis. Not my favorite character in the movie. No, but Zach definitely is Tim and Eric caliber. Yeah, he, I don't uh, think he'd ever worked with them before, which is sort of interesting. He, he has that offbeat, off-putting jarring uh shtick but know? can also do drama as well strangely yeah drama has he actually i haven't seen he was him good in, in birdman role. he had a dramatic role in that oh anyway so uh malls i don't know if we uh we we we, we i mean what we can you say about malls i mean well it's weird because now, they're part malls, of malls part of well, say, part of the american experience i think well i think they're dying because the suburbs in, are dying and yeah, so maybe the malls i guess that, i don't know people still seem to buy plenty of crap at these mall-like things, I think I think as a homework assignment, Mark, you're going to have to go to the Everett Mall tomorrow, and then write your impressions on the Facebook and 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 tell me. Uh, I'll do a photo essay and put it up on uh, put it up on Pinterest. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. Yeah, I put it up on the site, man. 
Oh, Facebook. I'll link it. I'll Facebook link it All right, through my Twitter account to Pinterest. That's too much work for you. Ooh. I don't see that in your future. I don't see Mark uh, <laughs> doing a doing a photo essay of, uh, of anything. I'll take a couple of no short offense. videos and and put it up on what's that video site where you put like six second videos a on Vine or something. Yeah, like well, Vine. I'll do some vines from the Orange Julius. <laughs> All right, it's man. Be hot I think stuff. It'll periscope while I'm there. If you've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of it. Seems like a, a waste of bandwidth is what it seems like. But uh, anyway. All right, All right. So let's get down to uh, Roger Ebert's glowing review. Ebert reviewed uh, Tim Narek's, uh billion dollar movie on February 29th of 2012. Uh, he has a his second paragraph. I think is probably the most salient aspect of this. By the way, he gave this a half star. Um, yeah, that's worse than no star, in my opinion. The purpose of a cult is exclusion. If you're not in the cult, you are by definition lacking some essential quality shared by its members. Those inside the cult can feel privileged, even gifted, by their ability to get it. I was willing to get it. I was sincerely prepared, but in the end of this experience, I concluded there was nothing to be got. Um, so, again, uh, talking about the movie, he says he thinks he's failed this movie. Uh, they've gathered a, talking about Tim and Eric, they've gathered a cult following by doing comedy sketches that were deliberately bad. And now they've made a movie of more of well, the same for 92 minutes. When you say deliberately bad, I, I, that to me seems problematic because sketch comedy is, by definition, is deliberately bad. You know, I mean, I mean this it's, movie it's, is it's, sort of. I mean, Tim and Eric's thing is, yeah, they do like this sort of. They do this faux poor production quality. That's part of their shtick. Well, they're a little. They're a little like uh, Norm Macdonald. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're 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 um, throwing shit out there. To kind of stun to a certain degree. Well, and you know Ebert, I mean? Ebert recognizes by saying that, I think he meant this line with this tongue in his cheek, but I think this is correct. It must have taken them a great deal of work to maintain their low standard. And I think that's true. Yeah. It's a very intentional thing they do, even though Ebert's making the joke there. I think he's sort of stumbled on the truth. Uh, but he said he didn't find one moment of Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie to be slightly funny, which I just can't believe that's true. How could he not find one moment to be slightly funny? I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a Tim and Eric uh, initiate as, as, as I said, and I I still found this movie funny. I think I was ready for the movie. I think I was ready for the weird, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, uh, I think I, I maybe enjoy the bizarre, maybe more than Ebert did. But, well, I think uh, Ebert was pretty pretty sick at this time, and maybe he wasn't really in the mood for something. I just think, yeah, like he was wasting what's left of his life watching Tim and Eric, which I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't. Uh, Tim and I, Eric I don't is think not this, a, is, this would not be a movie to watch on your deathbed. No, and and being forced to watch it and write about it is probably uh, something that he wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I I can't say I blame him. Just sort of, I, I guess, uh, uh, outside of the the review, uh, knowing knowing what he was going through. I wouldn't want to watch this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree. I think that basically he was just put off by the film, and uh, and then he couldn't enjoy it. 
once he got to that yeah. off-putted state. No, I understand. Um, but he does, he, I, I do sort of like this review, that he goes on, does his normal thing, where he summon up some of the characters, and then he just stops. He just, just gives I up. I can't keep this up. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes on to uh, pimp his books about his bad reviews, and he says, this movie is so bad, I couldn't even uh, inspire a review worthy of one of my books of his reviews about bad movies he says even i have my standards no but that's a cop out Uh, no i I did enjoy what he did there i think that's actually sort of a fun meta thing where he just goes you know fuck it i'm just stopping (laughs) and actually i I think that's actually a pretty funny joke in this review the the problem I, i i would say is a half star is uh, when if you go through Ebert's reviews, a half star is going to be a, a much less entertaining review than a no star. His no stars are pretty unique, and uh, they're typically uh, reserved for films that don't fit into any other sort of, I guess, bad film category. Like uh, uh, he gave zero stars, I believe, to Eric the Viking, which I never quite understood, hmm. which I thought was a funny movie. And he also gave like zero stars to The Human Centipede. Hmm. And uh, The Human Centipede isn't really a bad horror movie. I haven't seen uh, it. But it, it, it's a jarring sort of like, what the fuck did I just watch kind of film. Hmm. And uh, where did this come from? And why, you know, and so there's a lot more care, I think, with Ebert when he would write up a zero star review because he knew they were unique, you know, but giving Tim and Eric a half a star is sort of a write off. And that's kind of obvious in the in the review. So, yeah, you know, say yeah, I, I can sort of understand it. But uh, yeah, well, you teach your own. Right. I mean, humor is pretty personal. And if you didn't find it funny, then you didn't find it funny. And it's uh, it's it's not, you know, really any. I don't know. It, 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 it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I found it funny. Yeah, I think I think that's about uh, it for uh, Ebert's review there. Well, you know, hey, there's the end of our, our summer of funny. Just the breakdown. I thought it was a good experience for us to do all these uh, comedy movies. I think we found some good ones in there. I'm just um, looking for looking forward to my side stop. So my side stop hurting because I've been laughing so much during the summer. Oh, uh, just wait till I hit you with these uh, uh, Russian, oh, the austere, movies. sparse Russian classics that Mark's about ready to dole out. To Actually, us. I think I'm, I kind of, I kind of look at all the viewer suggestions we've gotten and pick a couple. Out well, of them. there is one Russian sci-fi film, the only one I can think of that I would really like to do. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and they remade it. And, you know, the remake's not bad, but it's definitely a, a little bit of a departure mm-hmm. from the original. And uh, the, the, the Russian version is very, I, I would say, is a little bit more, uh, what's the right what's the right word? Uh, it's a much slower uh, pace, much more measured. Oh, There's it's lots kind of, of shots slow. of, like, uh, water moving. Yeah, and, and I remember... Uh, some kind of vacant scenes of uh, like cityscapes mm. and things. I, it, it's 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 a little austere. Well, let's not let's but, not talk about that anymore. That's going to okay. be a ways in the future, I think. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Mark's Mark's uh, hashing it out. I I I'm kind of chomping at the bit in to to get something a little bit more serious going because uh, talking about bits and uh, I was listening to some of our old podcasts and. Uh, 
you know, for some of the serious ones. Mm. And uh, what yeah, do you, what no, you listen we, to? We, uh, I listened to THX one one three eight. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, we we get we we sort of get the uh, uh, head of bullshit going. It's kind of fun to listen to. Like we know what we're talking about. We get all serious and shit. So <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, yeah, so we're a little going to be a little out of practice, but I'm going to try to get us in practice with the movie next week, which is um, that 2014. I think it might be one of our more recent uh, films that we reviewed. I think it came out during our podcast, so you know that's uh, that's saying something. Mm-hmm. But it's the uh, 2014 um, uh, sci-fi film, Under the Skin, mm-hmm. starring uh, Scarlett Johansson. Have you seen it? And Matt? I have. And uh, Budge actually recommended it to me. Is have you seen? It's like, wait, ScarJo, Alien. I thought it was that other movie where she's like some sort of mastermind. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There is the one time. like that. Yeah, what was that called? I don't know. Uh, it, it was like somebody's name, like Anna or Betty or some mm-hmm, shit, mm-hmm. where she's where she's like a super brain and a superhuman. But uh, no, this is uh, uh, she plays an alien, and uh, I it seems it seems hokey. The premise seems hokey, but there's something going on with this fucking movie that uh, I watched it and. Uh, it, it it like it was very evocative. I didn't. I wasn't able to really uh, uh, kind of lay out a bunch of questions and answers. You know, like what kind of theme? The theme of this movie is this, and it's uh, telling me about this about human nature and all this kind of stuff. But um, it's just the the imagery is is really intense and uh, eerie and creepy, and uh, the fucking end of the movie, man. I got to talk about the end of the movie because I I, 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 to this, I, I keep thinking about it because it's the image is so harsh and embedded in my head. Hmm. Well, I look forward to I don't seeing understand it. it. I heard it's a good so, movie. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so next week is uh, Scarlett Johansson's, and I forget the director's name. Uh, I think he's actually a pretty famous guy, hmm. uh, but it's under the skin. And uh, until then, I dropped those pants. <laughs>